Hello and welcome to Coffee and Confidence. Today I'm talking about selfless men. This is um, a topic that I think is rare and the type of men that I'm talking about are um, not as widely known, recognized, appreciated. Um, They're sort of the unsung heroes. So if you don't already know a little bit about my story, um, I'm going to share just a little bit. When I got married, I married someone who was 16 years older than me, um, which was not a problem because I dated uh, typically older, much older than myself, but I married somebody who probably should have stayed single. Uh, or should have married somebody who did not have kids. And, and actually now he's remarried and he's married to a woman who does not have kids of her own. And so he is her sole focus other than their cat or her cat. Um, and that works out well. I think they are much better suited for each other. Now, at the time, um, I was in my early 20s and very sort of idealistic when it came to marriage and family and I had just all sorts of plans and dreams and I ruined it all for myself, really. Um, One decision after another and next thing I knew, everything that I had planned and wanted, I had just completely washed all those opportunities away. So I married somebody who, like I said, you know, should have stayed single or, you know, married somebody who did not have kids. When you have kids, when you have babies, your life is not your own anymore. Everything, your, your entire schedule revolves around that child. Um, the money that you, you have or that you make, again, it's going towards, you know, keeping a roof over their heads and, you know, milk and formula and all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, so our wants as adults become secondary or even, you know, further down the line. It should be that way because these babies can't raise themselves, right? They can't, they didn't ask to be brought into this world and they can't, you know, fend for themselves and um, they can't choose what to spend money on and what not to spend money on. That's, that's our job to make them comfortable and loved and um, to teach them and, you know, provide a safe environment for them um, and to, you know, to raise them. But unfortunately, there are both men and women who have children and they've never transitioned between that single, um, uh, you know, independent type of mentality. They've never, they didn't make that switch. For some people, it's almost instant. In the hospital, I've heard stories where, you know, some guys will say, well, you know, I knew that, you know, the the responsibilities were going to build and I was going to have, you know, more weight on my shoulders and that kind of thing. But once I saw the baby, especially the first baby, I was just like, wow, okay, you know, time to step up and really, you know, man up and, and take care of my family, be a better dad, be a better husband, you know, that kind of thing. 
So some people, for some people, it's a, it's, it's an immediate switch. And for women as well, once you see the baby, you hold the baby, you go, oh man, I can't, I didn't know it was possible to love another human being as much as I love this child, even more so than your partner. Um, now some people will say, no, you know, man and woman should come first, children come second. Well, first God, then your partner, then the children. And I can understand that tier system. However, Knowing what I know about man, you know, men and women and relationships, that is very much a conditional love, right? And in some, for some people, you know, how they love God is conditional, right? If, if God's treating you well and he's answering your prayers, you love God. If, you know, life isn't going well, you pull away from God. So for some people, it is conditional in that respect too, though it shouldn't be, right? But um, God loves us unconditionally. We don't always love God conditionally or unconditionally, but we're full of sin, right? And we are flawed human beings. And so, um, of course, you know, it's not surprising that we would think that way. But when it comes to our children, we are more unconditional. Now, there are some parents who are very conditional when it comes to loving their children, but it, again, it shouldn't be that way. Right. So as a, as a mother, I can speak for myself and go, my babies came first a hundred percent. Now in hindsight, I will say I was a better mother than I was a wife. I was, you know, like I said, in my early twenties and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I should have looked for in a spouse, right? I was just thinking, oh, just, you need to be in love. Okay, well, that means nothing, right? I didn't know the signs to look for. I didn't know about being friends, truly, really committed friends with that person first. I didn't know, um, you know, to look for signs about, you know, their family and, and inner dynamics and all of that stuff. Uh, so there were a lot of things that I that I had no clue about. Right. But for me, I knew I was a better mom than I was a wife. And now I look back and I go, you know, if I were to have a relationship now and I've dated um, and had serious relationships in my, since my divorce, I know that now I have the attention and the capacity and the energy to put forth um, to give my relationship what it deserves, right? Because now my kids are older, they're 12 and 14 now, and they don't need me every five minutes. And, you know, other than food and, um, you know, shelter and things like that, you know, I don't, you know, they're doing their, their lessons and stuff like that. I mean, obviously for schooling, because I homeschool them, but, um, you know, they don't need me on a, on a regular basis, right? I can have phone conversations and I can get my work done and I can, you know, go, for a few hours during the day or whatever, and they don't need, you know, babysitter and that kind of stuff, right? Not only that, but my dad's around, right? So um, now I have the attention and the energy and the capacity to put forth in that, in my relationship. So now I can prioritize a little bit differently. But let's talk about these selfless men, that I want to highlight today. And I'm really, really proud of 
my story and, you know, sort of all the lessons that I've learned since my divorce. One of the things that I wanted to learn, and I knew I needed to learn it, and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed so that I I would. I needed to know that not every man was like my ex-husband. I needed to know and be reminded of the fact that there are many men who love, worship, adore, cherish their wives and their children, and not just for show, right? I needed to be reminded that men are respectful, kind, generous, selfless, and put their family above themselves. I needed to know so many things, right? And I was never bitter, like, oh, I hate men, and I'm never going to be, you know, in a relationship with, you know, men. And there are a lot of women who are like that, right? Angry, bitter, and, you know, I I don't need a man. I'm just going to stay single forever. I've never been that way. But I also knew that I needed to learn. And so I prayed and I asked God to show me, men and women both, who were just like me, who were going through similar things and to use my testimony and my story to be able to help them in any way, shape or form. And I said, God, send me more of them. Show me these people that need hope and confidence and encouragement. Because when I was going through it, I had nobody, right? Or I had people who didn't really get it and they had, you know, tons of well-meaning advice, but, you know, it was garbage. I couldn't use any of it, right? And so I promised myself when I was on my hands and knees praying and crying and going through, you know, lawyer speak and documents and just getting really scared about all kinds of court-related stuff and what's going to happen to my kids and how am I supposed to, you know, afford to take care of them and all kinds of stuff. I was like, God, show me. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm supposed to get through all this stuff. You show me what I'm supposed to do. And if you show me and I'm still standing at the end of this thing, then show me the path so I can help other people. Because this is rough. And if I somehow get through this and I'm still in one piece, then you show me how I can help other people get through it too. And he did. He showed me not just hundreds and hundreds of women, but countless men, beautiful, handsome, smart, generous, kind, funny, real men. I mean, just salt of the earth, humble, the best friends, funny, like I said, just intelligent, successful. I mean, all kinds of amazing men. Men who took care of their, you know, their parents, their siblings, their children. And they were the ones that were dealing with wives who were not the unconditional, loving, selfless types, right? And I go, go figure, man. You know, we're, if you're one of the good ones, you end up with someone who's a complete waste of oxygen, right? But I've been given so many examples over the last several years. The other day I was watching um, a Steve Harvey clip. It was sort of like a compilation uh, that was meant to, you know, be motivating and encouraging. And he shared a story. Well, he's mentioned it many times, but he shares a bit of his story where at one point in his past, he was homeless for three years and he lived in his car. And 
he was going from job to job. And, you know, at, at one point he did actually start um, doing stand-up comedy. And whatever money he made, he handed over to his, um, I can't remember how many children he had, but his, you know, ex-wife, I guess, the mother of his children. And he said, you know, I, I barely got by on my own, but whatever money I made, I handed, you know, to her. I didn't have enough for, you know, legit child support at the time, but whatever I made, I would give it to her. And there are so many men who can relate to this because, you know, there are stories on both sides, right? Uh, the woman really doesn't need it and she's totally taking advantage of the guy and she's got alimony and child support and she's living it up and she's, you know, living really good and, um, you know, and he's obligated to pay her so much. And, and then on the flip side, there are guys that are, you know, doing great and, um, you know, they don't have custody of their kids. You know, they are paying child support or alimony or whatever, but it's not a lot. You know, they get to travel and, you know, have relationships and go out to eat and, you know, they have nice stuff and they can afford to be the Disneyland dad, you know, uh, a few times a year, if that, right? So there are both sides that we've experienced or heard stories, but there's also that selfless dad in the mix or that selfless mom, but we're talking about the dads today. The selfless dad who goes, I don't care if I live in a basement. I don't care if I live in an apartment. I don't care if I live, you know, in a one room shack. Like I just want to make sure my kids are comfortable. And if that means that my kids have to not have overnights with me because I don't have a decent place for them to sleep then that's okay. You know, I'll pay her what I'm supposed to pay her for child support as much as I can or whatever. I'll come take the kids out. I'll take them to the park if I can't afford anything. I'll take them to McDonald's if that's all I can afford. You know, whatever I got to do just to be able to spend some time with my kids. An hour, two hours, six hours a, a day. You know, I'll do whatever. I'll travel. I'll drive I'll fly just to be able to see my kids as often as I can. Sometimes, you know, the ex-wife, the kid's mom, you know, she doesn't really, um, she doesn't have open visitation. She's not really giving him, you know, a clear visitation regardless of, you know, legally what they might have agreed on. And he's just taking whatever he can. I know because I was the opposite. I wanted my kids 24-7 every single day. And you better believe when my ex canceled on me or, you know, canceled on the kids or whatever, and all of a sudden he had a work trip or something. Great. Great. No problem. No problem. Even if I had plans, even if I had a date, guess what? My kids came first because I was praying to be delivered from all that. I was praying for the kids to be delivered from that. They were miserable. We were all miserable. And so I will never have that moment where I will... Um, choose otherwise where I will say, oh, you know, I wish I could have a break. No, I don't want one. Never, I, I didn't. I learned to adapt. I learned to get used to it. You know, when the kids had to go, I would keep myself busy. And it was good for us to experience that so we could appreciate the fact that we never wanted to go through it again. 
I know there are, you know, dads out there who are listening and going, I, I, I just, I love my kids. I just want to see my kids. I just want to see them happy. I just want to see them comfortable. I want to hug them and kiss them. And I just want them to know that I love them. And my heart really goes out to those dads because like I said, I've seen so many beautiful relationships between father and kids. And they really don't get enough credit. They really don't. And I work with guys who are trying really hard to repair life after divorce. They're trying really hard. And they have a difficult relationship with the kid's mom. You know, she's not well mentally or she's just, you know, causing problems or she's dating somebody or married to somebody who's, you know, not really helping the situation. I've experienced all of that, right? Um, If not myself personally, but, you know, clients who uh, unfortunately don't have the best um, civil situations, so that they can co-parent and all that stuff. But your kids will know exactly what you are and exactly what their other parent is. They will learn. The truth comes out one way or another. No matter what the other parent says, no matter what the other parent tries to do to manipulate the situation, kids always learn one way or another. Because what happens is, Say, for example, mom is saying, oh, your dad is like this and your dad is like that and your dad doesn't really love you and he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. But guess what? If you're there every single time you can be, then the kids know, well, mom's saying one thing, but dad's showing us another, right? Well, I can't, you know, my ex doesn't give me visitation and I can't see the kids and she's not letting me pick them up and okay, but Last time you saw your kids, they said they've got, you know, a football game Friday night, 7 p.m. It's, you know, who are you playing? Oh, I'm playing such and such. Home game or away game? It's home, dad. Okay, I'll be there, son. I'll be there, Sally. I'll be there, whoever, you know. And you show up. And when they look up and they see dad made it, dad's here. That means everything. Because where there's a will, there's a way. And the kids will know that. And so there are lots and lots of cases where dads are completely selfless and will take the bite of food out of their own mouth and give it to their, I don't mean, you know, literally, but you know what I mean? Like we have a saying, um, it's a cultural thing. Uh, (laughs) Iranians think, well, if you... um, you know, like if your child happens to want the same thing that you're eating, like if you eat it and don't give it to your kid, like you should choke on it. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's kind of extreme, but you know what I'm saying? Like your, your child wants the last bite of your sandwich. You're giving up your last bite of your sandwich for your kid, right? That's how it is. And if you don't you go, oh, what kind of a parent are you? We're like, we're really hardcore about putting our kids first, right? And, you know, we, we also have, you know, we go the extreme where it's like, I don't know, for example, this afternoon, your kid's like, oh, mom, you know, watermelon. Oh, that's good. Oh, I really like watermelon. And then they enjoy it, right? They're eating it today. Okay. Oh, do we have any more? 
no, you know, that that was it. That was the last of the water. Oh, okay. Is it like the end of the world that they finish the watermelon? There's no more when they asked for more. No, but we go, oh my God, don't worry. Tomorrow I'll go out and I'll get you another big watermelon. It's all for you. I'll get you another watermelon. You know, and sometimes you go, okay, you got me the watermelon. Mom, like I'm good. Like I don't need a whole watermelon myself. I just wanted a little bit more. No, no, I'll get you more watermelon. Never again will we not have, a, you know, will we have a shortage of watermelon because my baby one time decided, you know, asked for more watermelon. It's kind of like that, right? Not to say that they're entitled or spoiled or whatever. It's just like you want to provide every want for your child, every need and want, right? That's normal. But we also know as single parents, we cannot logistically provide for every want and need. It's just harder. We don't have that support system. You don't have that partner, that spouse. You know, the money, if we were in one household, yeah, we could probably manage a lot better. But now it's split. And so, yeah, it's much harder. Right? It's much harder to provide everything that the kids are wanting and needing. Doesn't mean our heart isn't in the right place. Doesn't mean we wouldn't bend over backwards for our kids. Doesn't mean we wouldn't, you know, give them the shirt off our own backs. We would. And as dads who are dealing with this, men don't have a whole lot of support. Men don't have, you know, the uh, you know, the social media groups and um you know, the cluster of guy friends who are all divorced and, you know, kind of commiserating together or supporting each other as much. So it can be difficult to show that softer side and just be like, you know what, it is rough. I haven't seen my kids in a few weeks and I miss them. Or, you know, my kid wanted such and such and I was really trying to help him out and save money and, you know, I got jammed up. I've got other bills to pay or whatever. I couldn't do it and I feel like I'm like the worst loser parent in the world because I disappointed my kid. But I say this to you, if you are a dad who's listening, if you can honestly say that you are doing the best that you can, your heart is in the right place, your mind is in the right place, you're prioritizing your kids, you're doing the best that you can, then give yourself credit. Because there are a lot of dads that aren't even blinking when it comes to thinking about their kids. Every dollar is out for their own stomach or for their own toys or for their own agenda. They'd rather spend money taking some ho out to dinner than spending it to see their kids. If you are a selfless, kind, generous, loving dad, they will know that. And if you're struggling, I'm always here. Always. You can send me a message. Class of Confidence on Facebook. Class of Confidence on Instagram, you can text 703-721-8250. I'm always here to help. Because there are a lot of you guys out there who are amazing human beings, amazing partners, and amazing dads, and you don't get the credit you deserve. It's not cool to brag about it, right? You're humble. You're just doing what you're supposed to be doing. It is what it is. You're just trying to keep your head down, keep focused, 
and just put one foot in front of the other. But I see it and I hear it. And I want you to know that your kids will see it and hear it too. They'll know. So I thank you for taking the time to listen. This was Coffee and Confidence. We're celebrating the selfless man, the selfless father today. So I hope this was helpful and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.